0: what's going on people new dj podcast and we're back for episode six i've got my stats sat in front of me right now we are at 89 individual listeners this is mad 11 off 100 listeners man hopefully with this episode and hopefully we're pushing it out a bit more we can hit that 100 mark man and then we'll we'll be running man but yeah everyone if you could just share up the podcast share it to your dj friends share it to anyone that needs a bit of advice i'm helping you lot out and i'm hoping that last week's episode the mixed cloud episode was good enough for you lot man because i shared some decent tips that i feel like all djs should know and i hope that's going to help you and help you understand the platform a bit more to help you grow a bit more but as for today we got a big big episode episode 6 it's titled my first set my first residency-ish, and how I lost it. Let's get into it. ACP, is that you, yeah? Right, so, madness, madness, right. So, my first set, boy, let's take it back. 2000, and I think it was at the end of 2017. Actually, was it 2017? 2017. Anyways, whenever it was, so I I decided I wanted to become a professional DJ, yeah, and I was like, I kind of, so I know how to mix, but I kind of need to, like, get my face shown in front of people, innit? so I wasn't ready for bars, I wasn't ready for clubs, but I was ready for, like, maybe private parties and some other places, so I started looking around online, and I actually, I saw an ad, not an ad, but I saw a, um, a post from a gym saying, oh, uh, we're looking for DJs to DJ our gym. I was like, no, yeah, this might be a good opportunity because think about it, people in the gym ain't really focusing on the DJ as such. They just need music to be played to, for them to get through their workout. And more time actually, people are listening to their headphones, isn't it, so they won't be listening to me, but it'd be a good opportunity for me to play out in public. So I contacted them. I messaged them up on, I think it was Instagram. I was like, yeah, I see your ad for a DJ. Um, are you still looking? And then they didn't come back for two, three days. And I was like, "Raw, this is the end of my DJ career, boy. <laughs> um, and then they turned around. They messaged me in about a week's time saying, yeah, we got a slot. Do you want to come down for like a mini interview? So I was like, boom. So I went down there, went down to the gym, walked in there. There was people working out and stuff. And then the guy literally was like, yeah, just wanted to put a, face to, um, a name to a face, man. But yeah, you can start whenever we have a free slot on. I think it was a Monday and a Wednesday. He was like, yeah, calm. But then he goes to me, it's £10 an hour. And I was speaking, you know what? I'm not making any money from DJing anyway. I thought I was going to be doing stuff for free. So £10 an hour, calm, whatever. Had to bring my own equipment. And I had a little corner in um, in the gym. And I was like, okay. So I started, I think it was a week after. Went down there and I sat up in the corner, connected up to the speakers. And boy, let me tell you now, people, yeah. I was shook. There was people on the treadmills right in front of me, and I was like, oh my days, I was trembling, boy. Um, but I had, so when I was at home, I actually prepared a set from start to finish because I wanted to make sure that I performed well so I can carry on DJing in it. So I think I had about 100 songs lined up in it. And I knew I was to mix them before because I think I'd done them previously in a previously in mix. So... The person gave me the thumbs up and then I pressed play. Oh my God, my finger, yeah, before I pressed play, I was trembling. Because you know what? I've never ever DJed in front of people before. And like I said to you before, I on my YouTube and stuff. It's completely different than playing in your bedroom. Because if you fuck up, yeah, all these people will see you. Anyways, now, busting through my mix. I was playing, you know what? I was playing, I was even playing like some kind of slow jams in the gym. Innit? It was a bit mad because obviously I wasn't really experienced i didn't really know what to do so i was playing a mix that i previously done before and then at the end of it i finished the three hours and boom that was my 30 pound my first money from djing and like i was like okay that was cool man like i like playing in front of people and some people came up to me and said, like, i like the music man when are you next back here and that felt good as well with it because I, I, that was a bit of positivity coming my way so i've done that for a couple of weeks man but you know what the, the only thing that was long was the car park was quite far away, so I had to lug my DJ controller. And at these times, I had my Denon MCX8000, and it's a big controller. So I actually took that, and walking it from the car park to the thing, it was just, blood, like, it was heavy, man. I wasn't even going to the gym at this point in so the man I was kind of weak still. But, like, it was all right. So I was doing that for about four I think about three, four months, but every time I went, I got gradually, I got better, I got a bit more confident, and more and more people were starting to recognize my face. And then people started asking me for CDs. So then I was like, "Right, I don't have any. So then I started making some CDs at home to then take to the gym to get my name out a bit more. Then they started asking me for business cards. You know what I mean? So all these things I didn't even know about. So I started preparing myself. So now I was going to the gym, I had business cards, I had mixed CDs, and giving them out to people, innit? Getting my name out there, man, because that's what you want as a DJ. You want people to know you, innit? So, yeah, so the gym was a great starting point for me. And it's a great starting point for any DJ that wants to get out there but doesn't want too much pressure. So, if your local gym actually has a DJ and they have a slot there, take it. But this is, like, I mean, this is right at the start of your DJ career. You've never done a DJ set before. Like, it's a good bit of experience to get. Like, I suggest you all kind of do it. Um, So, then I had a good run. I was doing that. And then during the time I was there, I actually, my brother started a new company called uh, Get Social. So then he was launching a, um, a garage event. So what happened was him and his mate launched an event, the company, and they was like, oh, do you want a DJ? And I was like, okay, standard. It was like, the first event is a garage event. I was like, okay, well, I was more of a R R&B hip hop thing, but well, okay, let me, let me, let me take the opportunity in it. So then it was like, yeah, yeah, come through, come through, come do the ting. So then for this event, yeah, so this, I think that was about, what was it? I think it was about, from when they told me, I think it was about three weeks. So I didn't really have that much garage tunes. So I downloaded all the garage tunes I can remember. And I just looked on some online lists and I found a bunch of garage tunes. So I downloaded them. So for this set, I actually prepared it again as well. It was mad because the set was about four or five hours long, but I had the whole set planned out in my crates which I don't suggest you lot do now but when you first start and you want to make a good impression and you're a bit shook I suggest you do it um so this set came up so I had the gym I had the gym uh I had the gym set still going but then I had this event coming up as well done this I went there again I was shook I was scared but then i done the thing and then more and more people started coming in and then I think I've done well, man. Like, I've done this kind of sick trick, which is on my Instagram, actually. And the crowd went mad. And that got me a bit gassed. And then at the end, everyone was hyping. All their garage tunes were playing. And they was all happy, man. So I felt like I'd done a good job there. And everyone was like, oh, who's the DJ that was playing to your event? To my brother. So, like, again, it felt good. It felt good. And it was so positive to be able to hear people say, yeah, that DJ is good. So it pushed me to work even harder so that was my kind of proper public set in front of people but it was just an event it was a garage event it's not really my type of thing but again when you're starting out you want to try and take as much opportunities as possible so from then on so when we were doing so my brother was doing these um events from get social and we got pulled up by a company, uh, not a company, a, a club called Pictures in Maidenhead. And they wanted to partner with, um, they wanted to partner with my brother and his mate. And so what they'd done was, after the garage event, there was actually an after party at this club in uh, in Maidenhead. So we headed over after the party and we brought majority of the crowd to the place. So it was booming. And, then I actually got a club set, in that club buzzing mate like it was obviously it was unpaid but i went there i shut it down i done my thing and everyone was gassed again so then boom that was me showing my skills and actually getting myself into another venue so what happened was we then formed a proper partnership with these uh this cut uh, this club so then we started throwing events inside the club as well on different dates But what happened was, I think we got a bit too gassed from the garage event. Actually, I say we. My brother and his mate actually got a bit too gassed and then started throwing too many events at once. So, like, doing them too often. So, what was happening was um, they were throwing events and they wasn't getting a ticket sale, so they were cancelling them, So which would ruin the trust from their customers. Do you know what I mean? So, it started going downhill from then and then Get Social was no more. But what happened was my brother and his mate actually stayed in partnership with the club. So then we started throwing events in the club. Then I became the resident DJ at that club. And I'll tell you what, people, yeah. When you go from having no-peas DJing to getting a residency, yeah. Some change coming your way. Some peas, rude boy. Like I was getting paid for Friday and Saturday, yeah. Boy, I was splashing my cash on trainers, new clothes. I was gassed in it. Then I had to obviously pipe it down a bit. But that kind of got me my first residency-ish, as it says by the title. So we were doing it. I was DJing there every Friday and Saturday night. But what happened was I actually, the venue wasn't actually that busy. It was quite dead every Friday and Saturday because there was a bar opposite called, um, what was it bloody called? Cocoa bar, and everyone went there because the DJ there played all sorts of rubbish, and everyone liked it, and also it had a good reputation because it was cheap as well. And then our club, Pictures, it was dead, like so, there wasn't many, really, many people in there. So, what I was doing, I was just turning up, playing to a few people, getting my money kind of thing, but then I kind of like, I'm quite glad it happened because. I learned a few things there, because I was DJing, and I was playing to some people, but people wasn't dancing, I was just playing the music I liked, kind of thing, innit, and I didn't really know much about warm-up, and main set, and warm down, etc, I was just playing songs whenever I felt like it, and it kind of taught me a bit, because people were coming up to me saying, can you play something we could dance to, and then I was just being ignorant, like, whatever man, go away innit, but then it actually taught me, I was like, you know what, yeah, like, I'm not actually that skilled and experienced as I thought I was, in it? Like, I can mix in my room, but it's a completely different ballgame in a club. So, what I was doing, like, every week I was going there, and i like, and people were saying to me, can you play something we could dance to? And it was like, it was kind of putting me down kind of thing. And I was like, shit. So, then I sort of took a step back and started, like, researching on how to actually structure a club night. Um. So, then when, when I was researching that, we actually started getting in contact with some... um local artists in the area and then we threw some events with them coming down so we had a few artists from the area come down they brought down their crowd and then they performed and I was the DJ and i tell you what there was one guy um, Mikel boy when I tell you he brought down the whole of Slough the amount of people that come down I was shook Yeah, because I've never DJed really that much in front of that many people before so he brought down bare people but at the same time, it was gas levels. It was sick because I was like, I was showing my skills. I was doing it, I like doing it in front of everyone, and everyone kind of was like, everyone was looking over like, shit, is that is that Courtney? Like they didn't actually know it was me DJing in it. And then I kind of got my name out a bit more from that. And then Mikel kind of came quite close, and I was trying to get him to do more events. And then what happened from that was he then became my mic man at the club. So me and him started throwing events in the club but then that sort of died down as well because he can obviously bring down this crowd every single week and then that died out and then Mikel went off so then it was back to me playing every Friday and Saturday to a dead club and then obviously in the meantime I was actually searching for other residencies thinking right how can I get out of this because I don't want to just do this for the rest of my time but People, let me just explain to you, like, when you get a residency, try and, try and like, learn about club structure. Even though no one's in there, try and learn about club structure because it's a great opportunity to test things out. If no one's in there, it's a great opportunity to pretend people are in there and test things out. So that's what I was doing. I was trying to figure out how to do a warm-up, how to do main set, la, 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 la. And then things just kind of went on from then. I was doing a residency for quite a long time, and then during that, I actually quit the Buzz Gym residency as well because I was like, "I'm getting so much more money from this residency. I don't really need this." But I stayed humble. I didn't just quit and not tell them. I told them in advance. I did in my last few sets. And I found them another DJ to, to replace me. Do you know what I mean? Because like, you got to remember, I started there. They put me on first. So you got to be respectful respectful to them. And they actually called me back a few more times to do some special sets there. But then after a the time, I was like, you know what? I'm a bit worth more than £10. So I completely cleared that out. Then I was at pictures. <laughs> then I went and lost that residency. <laughs> so I talked to you lot a high level of what happened. So... I was DJing, 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 and then some girl coming to the club and everyone's like, oh, fucking hell, man, DJ CB and girls, blah, blah, blah. So a girl coming to the club, and then she was actually the promoter's stepsister. Anyways, long story short, we took a liking to each other, went out a few times, and then the stepbrother found out. Boom. I was gone. I was gone. Literally, I remember getting a text message like, oh, yeah, we got another DJ covering for the Friday and Saturday. And I'm telling you now, yeah, I was vexed. I'm telling you, I was fuming. Because, like, I was like, shit, man. Friday and Saturday, I was getting all this peas, and then I'm just done. I had nothing. And I'll tell you what, people, yeah, when you actually lose a residency as a DJ, yeah, it's actually quite heartbreaking because like you feel like you're doing so well and it's, it could just be gone like that like DJing is not secure so you got to make sure that like you're good and you don't do nothing stupid to mess it up do you know what I mean so like obviously me being me being stupid obviously done this stupid thing with a girl and then it cost me my kind of residency so now when I'm DJing and stuff now girls can just sort of just <laughs> go away because I just have like Bad memories for me, do you know what I'm saying? So like I just keep away from females, like I think I'll do another episode of being approached by people in the booth because boy, it's just a bit of a mad. T- <laughs> um so yeah, so I lost that residency and then like I was proper I was proper down in it. I was like shit man, like I've just fucked up my DJ career because of some girl, la 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 la. And then She actually texted me and said, you know what, you're better than this. You're actually actually decent, man. Don't worry about losing it, yeah? Like, you're a sick DJ, so you can bounce back from this. And then that kind of gave me the motivation to start searching a bit more and searching for another residency. So what I'd done, I found, like, i I've done this little technique that I've actually put on my YouTube channel and my IGTV. So what I'd done was, so I was living at my mum's at the time. So there was a there was um so what I done was I went on Google Maps and then I actually I actually typed in um, I typed in my mum's area and then I zoomed out a little bit and you could see all the surrounding areas that are near my mum's so I was just like okay and then what I done was I then went on Google Maps again and typed in bars near and in all the surrounding areas I got all the bars that were actually in that in those areas. Wrote them all down, and then contacted them all on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, etc. So I messaged quite a few because what, what I say is you you, should, you can message about a hundred, and at least one will come back. Do you know what I mean? So I just messaged as many as I could as possible, find as many bars and clubs as possible, and then one hit me back, um, Yates High Wiccan. So they hit me up. And then I went up he goes, Oh, okay, well come for a come for a chat in the bar and then we'll talk about it. So I went up there and then I actually sat down with him and he goes, you know what, I listened to um I listened to one of your mixes and it was actually really good. So we want to bring you on board. People, let me tell you one thing, yeah. When you are contacting these bars and clubs, make sure that you have some sort of portfolio of your mixes or videos of you DJing because that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a mix cloud. He went on my mix cloud because he knew my DJ name and he checked me out and he liked my mix. He said he was listening to my mix when he was working in the office. Then I come through and then we spoke and we sat down. He was like, Yeah, you can start. We're starting we're starting a um a student night and it's gonna be in September, and we want you to be on board. And then we started talking money, and then we decided the fee, because basically I also said this in my IG TV as well. Um They're going to have a set budget for the DJ. And when you want to try and get a residency, bear in mind, I just lost one in it. So I was ready to get whatever. I didn't negotiate with a fee. He said a fee. I took it because I felt like it was all right. I could deal with it. So we came to an agreement and then we, we come to a date. And I was like, boom, I have now got a new residency. Like, it is true, like, Don't be so down if you lose a residency because you will find another opportunity. And when you get this opportunity, make sure you smash it. So now I had this brand new residency buzzing, yeah, buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Put it all over my social media, made an announcement about it. I've got a new residency. Make sure when you get a when you um, when you achieve something, yeah, make sure you shout about it, man. It's big, 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 it's big news. You just got a brand new residency, do you know what I mean? So, freshers started coming around and then I started getting a call up. Oh, do you might have started about two weeks early? Boom. So, what was happening was it was every Tuesday, 9 till 3 a.m. Bearing in mind, I was still working my day job, yeah? And obviously, I had to go to work on a Wednesday. So, I started. Went down there nice and early, set up. They had CDJ's, 8, sorry, they had CDJs 850s and a DJM eight hundred mixer I think it was so everything just connected all nicely with my laptop and then boom I started and then the and then all the students started to come in freshers was sick at that time and then I done I done the whole freshers two weeks thing there was foam parties there was all sorts of madness and then once freshers finished the actual club went dead again there'd be days where I'd be DJing to five people or 15 people. And I was like, bloody hell, man. This is a bit mad. Like, But the thing is, I took the opportunity. And I took the time when I was going to these sets. To actually practice and learn how to be a proper club DJ. Okay, people weren't in there. But you could pretend. So what I was doing was... Obviously, when there wasn't that many people in. I could play whatever I wanted in it. I could play whatever because no one's in there. But I actually started playing as if people were in there and I was in a club situation. So what I was doing was, I was like, okay, between 9 and 11, I'm going to warm up. I'm going to warm up with some old-school R&B tunes that I like and then maybe some club remixes. And then next, get the girls, so from 11 till about 12, get the girls dancing. Yeah? So then it will fill up the dance floor. Because once the girls are dancing, then the then will follow it. And then from 12 o'clock, I was like, okay, let me play some commercial hits, like Return of the Mac, Murder, She Wrote, Rihanna Works. You know what I mean? Them sort of songs that everyone kind of knows. And then 1 o'clock, start main set. Start playing all the bangers. Yeah? 1 till 2, play all the bangers. And then from 2 till 3, kind of wind it down a bit. So, play some old school R&B. And then some slower stuff near the end. So I was doing that for a lot of the weeks I was there, and I was taking the opportunity because not many d- DJs can actually be in a club space and practice these sort of things. They do it at home, and when you're at home, you don't really feel that motivated. And you're and the thing is, at home, you can just stop and then go downstairs and watch TV. Whereas I was at this club from nine till three. I couldn't go anywhere, so I was like, I'm going to take the opportunity. So then, as time went on, I was constantly trying to better the structure of my sets and then what i'll do is i'll do my set go home review it and see where i could have went better add songs into the specific parts of the night so for instance old school r&b was 9 to 11 so i made an old school r&b folder and i was like of, of the songs that I previously played um, the night before. And then i will go through it and like, oh, hang on a minute, I could play some other songs in it. So I downloaded more songs, put it into that. So then when I was starting out at the club um, for, at nine o'clock, I can go to that folder and play all the songs in there. Then that was helping me build my music library. Do you know what I mean? And helping me structure my sets. Next, it was club remixes. I like, let's, I like At the start of my sets, I play a lot of mashups to get myself warmed up on the decks, but also keep people dancing and keep, do you know what I mean? Like people, you can, mashups are good because you can play like newer songs with like older beats and it's not gonna interrupt the main set, do you know what I mean? So I like to use a lot of mashups. So then what I'll do is I'll take the mashup folder and then I'll go home and I'll fill it up again. And then the next week I would just keep doing that over and over again. Next thing you know, I actually had a, a whole club structure. Do you know what I mean? Don't be disheartened if no one is in the dance or is in, in the club. Because instead of moaning and moping and not taking the opportunity, build your music library. Build yourself as a DJ. You don't need people in there to kind of run the night. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there's people, if there's not people in there, try build yourself as a DJ. Build your sets, people. Take advantage of being in a club space because not many people, not many DJs are actually able to be in this club space that you are. So take the opportunity. Yeah, it's dead, but take the opportunity. But then obviously in the background, be searching for another residency, yeah? Don't just do this and just be like, oh, it's money coming in at the end of the day and then go there with your head down, bare, miserable, la, 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 nah. That ain't the one, man. Take the opportunity and smash it, yeah? Build your club set. If the club is dead, build your club set. Yeah. So then, yeah, Yates was good um, for building, like, building myself as a DJ. It was a bit long. The DJ booth was actually on the same level, like literally on the dance hall. So people were coming behind the booth with their drinks. It was just a bit long. And like, I was tired and I was like, "Raw, this is just a bit too much for me, man. And like, also, obviously, I finished at 3 o'clock and I started work the next day at 8 a.m., Boy, when I tell you zombie mode was in full effect, I was at work, yeah, and I just remember just not remembering the day at work. Because I was so tired. Like, I'd get up, drive to work, do my job, come back, and then I would nap. I remember once, yeah, I'd done a set, went to work, and I went home, and I came home. I came home at 5 p.m. I laid my head down on my pillow, yeah. I didn't wake up until 4 a.m. the next day. Boy, I woke up, here yeah, with like a puddle of dribble. Bare my mouth, like, what the fuck? I was like, right, I'm going to have, have, some, have some dinner, man. Woke up, it was four o'clock in the morning. So it took it out of me, man. Like, it was a lot. But then one time, I actually, um, so i done, this was during freshers. I had quite a few residencies at the time. I think I was DJing, I think, five times in this in this week that this thing happened. So what happened was I come home from Yates on the Tuesday, and then I woke up in the morning, ready for work, and then actually I went downstairs to get a glass of water. And as I was coming up the stairs, I actually almost collapsed. So everything went bare dizzy and like I lost my balance and I had to grab onto something, otherwise I would have fallen down the stairs. Then I sat down for a minute, I was like, Raw. You know what? Yeah. I need to get resi- rid of this I need to get rid of this residency, man, because I could literally kill myself because I'm working too hard. At this point I was DJing at four or five different venues over the week because it was freshers, and it was obviously a lot busier, and I'm telling you now, people, yeah, do not kill yourself to get bare bookings, especially if some of the bookings aren't that busy, do you know what I mean, like, I'm all for being tired at work for a set that's got 500 people there, but you're getting yourself tired for a, a set that you have 10 people in front of you, do you know what I mean, so what i done, I took the decision to actually quit yates um on a tuesday so i actually put i actually gave it to another dj uh, that i knew i said like listen like there's a, there's, i'm about to tell these people that um i'm about to quit do you want to jump in immediately and get a residency then he took it and then that was that but the thing i want to like explain to you lot is make sure that you are keeping good relationships with these people don't just quit these residencies speak to them sit them down be honest because You want to keep a good uh, relationship with them because they might be throwing a massive event and they might need a DJ again. And that exactly happened. I left and then the manager called me and was like, listen, our current DJ is actually um, gone on holiday. Do you want to cover? Boom, I went back and then I realised why I left kind of thing in it. Like I was like, it wasn't busy and the people in there, like some of the customers were just arseholes in it. So um, yeah, man. So I've done that last set for them because they they asked me for a favour I done it because they were good to me. They paid me quite a bit of money when um, I was the resident there. So like, I helped them out. But yeah, man, when you're doing midweek bookings till three am and you're working full time, it is hard, people. So I advise you to do it, like get the experience and stuff, but do not kill yourself. Yeah, you can become a successful DJ um, as in in your upcoming doing Fridays and Saturdays. Don't get me wrong, but. Like, I understand, like, it is sick to have bare bookings throughout the week, don't get me wrong. So, yeah, I do advise it, but just be careful, man, because you don't want to be fucking walking up the stairs and then bussing down the stairs because you're too tired. Oh, it's just a madness. Like, it was just crazy, man. But, yeah, that was my um, kind of first residencies, man. So, the Buzz Gym Pitchers nightclub where I lost it due to a female... oh Jesus Christ, thinking back to that now, that was all mad man, and then yeah, and then also, bouncing back, and getting another residency man, like, there's always opportunities coming man, because, they might be starting a new night, um, they might be starting a new night in their club and they might need a DJ and their current DJ that, that DJs there on a Friday and Saturday might not be able to do it. So make sure you're contacting loads of venues. Like I said, at the in the middle of this uh, podcast, do the Google Maps thing, man. Go on Google Maps, type bars near whatever area you're from and contact them all. And make sure you're contacting them every single, every three months, sorry. Make sure you're contacting these people, man, because there's going to be a new opportunity coming and you want to be quick to it, man. You wanna be first to get the opportunity and start getting yourself out there as a bad boy DJ. Listen, like becoming a good DJ and becoming a club DJ doesn't happen overnight. You need the experience, man. You're not gonna get these big club sets if you're not doing these small small time sets when you're DJing in front of five, six people. But when you're DJing in front of five, six people, pretend you're DJing in front of 1,000 people and structure your night. Structure your night, warm up. Get the girls dancing, commercial bangers, main set and then warm down, yeah? That's for, that's for like commercially kind of bars. When it's proper urban events or dancehall events, completely different. But when you're DJing in like Yates and places like that, that's kind of the structure I follow and that's the kind of structure I would suggest to follow. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. That's the um, episode today about my first set, my first residency-ish and how I lost it. Um I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes man like as much as i'm enjoying actually recording them because i like to give out my information that that i went through man like hopefully from the stories that i told you you could learn from them and i'm telling you now do not sacrifice your residency for a female it's not worth it (laughs) it's not worth it man like it's just a bit mad so Keep your eyes on the game and keep your eyes on becoming the baddest DJ. And don't let anything sidetrack you, man, because at the end of the day, it's your dream you're trying to get. Do you know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, that's it, man. That's the episode, man. I like, I I think that's enough. I think that's enough stuff to cover. Um, Make sure you lot are checking out my IGTV and my YouTube stuff, man. I'm putting a lot of videos out and a lot of video content to help you lot out um, around the DJ industry. And if you lot can share them videos up, man, and just like, comment, share and all that stuff, man, it'll be, I'll be appreciative of it, man. Like, I really appreciate you lot even listening to this podcast and listening to all my stuff. Like, nah, man, it's good, it's good, it's good. And um, if you lot want any um jingles, I'm doing three for five pounds on my Fiverr page. Hit me up on Instagram, Instagram, DJC underscore B. And it's in my bio. Just look at £5 jingles. And hit me up, man, because every DJ needs a jingle, man. Every When you're out DJing, people need to know who is behind the decks. So, um, yeah, man. That's it. I hope you lot enjoyed the, the episode. And we'll be back next week with the next episode. ACP! Is that you?